Hello there. Welcome once again, all aboard for the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast, Every Black Film Ever Made. My name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble, and I am joined by my co-host. Uh, this is Vincent Williams of It's All Soul. We are going to be digging deep into the visit, not the M. Night Shyamalan movie. No, not that one. We are going to be dealing with the visit from 19, excuse me, from 2000 by director Jordan Walker Perelman and starring uh, Hill Harper, Billy D. Williams, Marla Gibbs. Marla Gibbs. In, uh, in TV's The Dramatic Role. Fame. Yes, in a rare dramatic spin. Um, so we're going to uh, get all into that this evening. In, in 227. And 227, yes. Give her her I mean, no place, child. (laughs) Give her her proper. But first, we're going to um, touch on a little bit of feedback that we've gotten over the past week or so. Uh, In regards, thank you to each and every one of you who have become fans and joining us on our little trek around black cinema. We really appreciate all of the feedback and everyone that um, becomes a new follower of ours, including you will be very surprised to hear this, um, Vince. Um, the author Rory Stills, a local author, but a cool person, she became a follower of ours on May 8th. You know who else became a follower of ours? Philadelphia Eagles News. Very nice. Yes. That All right. Was, that's very hometown very cool. love. Yeah, most much love, much love. Um, we heard from Phaedra Lapesia. Okay. Who asked Michelle Mission? Will you add my favorite movie to your queue? Her favorite movie being Nothing But a Man, nineteen sixty four. Oh, that's a serious film. That's a deep. That's film. a serious film. I had never heard of this. Film. I saw that film in a class. Like this was like on a film strip. It, it was like a history of black film. Oh lord! But you had to say it like that with like that deep voice. The history of black film. Nothing but a man. <laughs> uh, directed by Michael Rumier. This is a dark and hard hitting drama about life for African American people in 1960s USA. Exactly. <laughs> See? <laughs> wow. See why we watched it in a class? <laughs> wow, man. Um, so she, she wants to know whether or not we will add that film to our queue. Absolutely. Let me tell you, Phaedra. We will add that to our queue. Um, we're kind of like, believe it or not, we actually got a schedule going. Um, so that will be hitting in sometime in July. So stay tuned. But in July, we will be reviewing Nothing But A Man for you. All right. That'd be dope. And we were contacted a few weeks ago from Maurice Poplar. This was actually back in March. He said that he's loving the Michelle mission. And I'm sure Purple Rain will come up soon enough, but I look forward to you doing Under the Cherry Moon. It's a film that's gotten a very bad rap. And if there's any way possible, I'd love to be on the show when you review this. Well, Maurice, uh, you may have heard by now that we are dedicating 
much of June, actually most of June, except for the first week, it's going to be dedicated to all of the films of Prince, starting with Purple Rain. And then that second week, we will be reviewing Under the Cherry Moon. So we will contact you, Maurice. Look for the Absolutely. show to be reaching out to you. We'll probably, I know that you're not local, so we'll probably have to have you on the phone. But we will definitely connect with you and bring you on to help us review Under the Cherry Moon by Prince. Very nice. That'll be pretty dope. Very nice. That'll be real, real cool. You know, you know I um with all of of the commentary and and all of everybody you know all of us mourning together mm-hmm. i was saying what wrecked wrecked what, what the thing that destroyed me the most when i had to say okay that's it i can't look at any more sort of tributes to prince the woman who plays his girlfriend and i don't i don't remember the actress's name but there was there she had posted to instagram just holding up a little uh note card oh, okay that said recasto <laughs> and that just absolutely destroyed me. Like that was when I said I can't look at any more tributes to Prince. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Under I, the Cherry Moon. That was uh, Kristen Scott Thomas. Okay, played his girlfriend. Okay. Now it is time for us to. Uh, so please keep, keep it coming. You can yes. email us at the uh, mission. Excuse me. You can email us at mission at gmail dot com. Michelle is spelled M I C H E A U X mission at gmail.com or feel free to hit us up on Twitter or on Facebook, like us on Facebook um, and let us know your thoughts. All right. It's time for us to review Billy D. Williams, Marla Gibbs, Ray Don Chung, Felicia Rashad, Hill Harper and Oba Babatunde in The Visit. This is interesting, Alex. You say that you're in jail for crimes that you did not commit, yet you admit to crimes that you were never arrested for. Isn't this justice? In every life, there are turning points. I'm going to Alaska, India, China, the whole world. Felicia! Hey, Felicia, where are you? And she looked up at me and called out to me, Alexander. Come. I knew you knew. Between brothers. I need you to get mom and dad to visit me soon. It's a tough one. I need to know one thing that they came and I could at least make some sense out of them. So. Between lovers. You know what the irony is? Is a gentleman who kills somebody. You become a little mean, Alexander. No, I don't mean to be mean. I'm just being honest. Between a father and son. You're in this predicament, my boy, because you didn't ask me for any help. You have to show. Humility, Alex. And you're a grown man. I was your son before I was a grown man. If there's one thing you do in life, it is going to be showing me some respect. Alex, if you could get on one of those trains, where would you go? I'm already on a train. I have to tell you that you have the most beautiful hands I've ever seen. I know you didn't do it. You couldn't. Alexander. Urban World.
World Films is proud to present Oba Babatunde, Ray Don Chong, Marla Gibbs, Bill Harper, Felicia Rashad, and Billy D. Williams. What would be the first thing you would do if this board grants you parole? I would uh, make the most out of my life, ma'am. The Visit. All right, so here we have 2000's The Visit, uh, a movie where Hill Harper plays a, a, a young man who has been convicted of rape. Yes. And the, the movie really kind of outlines his journey from, from, um, from trying to get paroled and, and, and reconnecting with his family mm-hmm. and reconnecting with a childhood friend played by Ray Don Chung. There are a couple of um, vignettes where he speaks with his psychiatrist played by Felicia Rashad. Yes. And it really is it, it's you know it's it's funny you you said um 19 something and he said oh 2000 but but it, it really is a relic of the 90s. Like like this really is one of those films that kind of hit peak 90s. Mm. Um what what I thought about when I, I I have to say I've not seen this since it was in the theater. Um, and excuse me. <clears throat> and I had memories of it. This was in the theaters. This was absolute. This was absolutely. It 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 won a you know was up for a couple of awards. I mean, it was on the circuit. Wow. And you you know, the funny thing is the first thing I thought about. Um, do you ever see Team America? Yes. The, 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 yes. Team America. So so there's a bit in Team, Team America is a satire, uh, made by the the South Park folks. Yes. And, you know, satire, realism and America and all this stuff. But there's a part near the beginning where they're they're sort of spoofing 90s theater. Yeah. Like those plays like Rent and, and, and Angels in America. It's like everybody got AIDS, 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 AIDS. <laughs> and they're not making light of AIDS. But what they are doing is critiquing this kind of very over serious very over dramatic approach yeah. that a certain type of art took talking about these issues and i yes. think the visit very much sits in it like again this is peaks peak 90s the first scene you could just do the checklist you have a black man in prison he has aids he's been convicted of rape mm. uh his brother, you know, there's this high drama in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, they mention his childhood friend who has, of course, been molested. Mm-hmm. And it's just it just goes. It's just the checklist of all of these huge issues. Right. And it, it you know, unfortunately, with with sort of modern eyes, it just comes off almost absurd like like you you know it, it really is it's it's a case of you look at old pictures of yourself and you say oh my god i can't believe i wore that <laughs> like i <laughs> right, can't believe right. i wore that and i think this movie is like that um based on a play yes a play based on by a cosman uh, russell yes and and this is jordan walker perlman's first film yes and you can tell a it's based on a play and I think a lot of the reason that you can tell is because it is his first film, because it is shot in 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 almost this, this kind of disconcerting way, where it you, you know you have these set shots, uh, usually with people visiting 
visiting the um the main character, the prisoner played by Hill Harper. Yes. And you have these still shots and the scene plays out and then it fades to black and then you have another scene in so, the same spot. In the same spot. And again, you know, you see what they're going for, but you know, the there's no kineticism, there's no movement and it's just again this this sort of overly dramatic. Right. 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 Speech with people talking to one another about huge issues right. all the time. Right. Which, you know, again, I, I think there there was there was this moment. There was this very kind of um, you know, kind of po faced, very serious moment in the nineties. And and you you know, you think about I mean, I always come back to like Alfre Woodard and like Angela Bassett in the 90s. And it, everyone was very they articulated mm-hmm. the issues mm-hmm. in their heart mm-hmm. that they were addressing. Mm-hmm. So you have that. And, and, and again, it doesn't age well. So so you have that. Um, a couple of things I did like, though, in, okay. in this film. First of all, I'm a Hill Harper fan. Yes, you have mentioned. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Hill Harper fan, and I'm certainly a Hill Harper fan from this moment. Like Hill Harper, you know, he made a lot of interesting little f- movies at this. You know, he was in Half Plenty for a minute. He was in um this great little movie called Loving Jezebel oh. that he was in. Uh, he was in a movie called I believe Premium. Premium uh, with Dorian Dorian um Harewood. No, Dorian Messick. Oh, okay. During Messick and uh, Zoe Saldana. Hmm. And so, you know, he was this, he, and, and then, of course, he was on Get On The Bus. Right. So, you know, I, I love Hill Harper, and I really enjoy Hill Harper from this moment where he was kind of putting together this kind of character actor resume. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy Billy D. Williams in this. Like I really like Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams plays the 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 father, and he plays him in this way that it's it's this sort of um, you know, for lack of a more elegant term, it's this kind of prototypical old black dude, and you know, it's like he's got this charm, but he's also amazingly judgmental. Mm-hmm. He has this kind of really cutting wit. Where, you know, for years I talked about there's a scene where they come and they visit um, Hill Harper's character. And, and you know, this is this is this is the 90s. And, this you know, the sort of prison culture has begun to really blossom. So you have a photographer in there who can take pictures and and, and you know, then and, and there's their their vending machines. And he has this this really cutting little monologue where he talks about you you can come in here and take pictures and you go get right. popcorn and so you don't need no. I don't know why people go to Disneyland. Exactly. They can yeah, just yeah. you can come here when your son gets convicted of rape. <laughs> and it's you know and it's funny but it's awful at the same time. Right. But again, I think he captures that kind of older black manness that I enjoy. Like I like old black dudes. And I know old black dudes like this, so okay, you know, so I, I enjoyed that. That's interesting, um, you know, I, I think yeah, that's sort of my initial 
hoo-ha, you, you know, again, it really is the case. So I feel bad because I've been saying it. If, if you've been listening to the, the podcast, you know, it's come up every now and then. Like, since we've started, I said, oh, Lynn, we should watch the visit. We should watch the visit because it's been sitting on my shelf. And um, like I said, I haven't seen it mm. since 2000. And um, yeah, you well, know. Well, we've watched it again. Yes. And um, and, and, and we shall not watch it again this is a really weird movie now mm-hmm. i will start off by saying though to my surprise i enjoy billy d williams in this film as well mm-hmm. i think billy d williams is uh, for the most part you know mannered and how he's going about playing the role he has an agenda for his character uh and I want to get I know he's just pop in this Henry that's that's his name um he has an agenda you know a, a a particular viewpoint you know he doesn't like the idea of that is that his son Alex is in jail he doesn't like what he what Alex has done with his life and he is complete has on blinders to whatever role he may have played in Alex walking the path that he has uh, and he portrays that very well like a movie that's based on a play by a first time director and screen and screenwriter because Jordan wrote right the right right we well. should have mentioned that yeah absolutely it is a little bit overwritten mm-hmm. um, so you don't realize that you know you're there's take advantage of the medium and show what you have to tell in a in a on a stage. You can actually show in a movie, uh, and the screenplay doesn't take advantage of that. But you can see Billy D. Williams, uh, a veteran actor, trying to find his way to do that in mm-hmm. this in this film. And I think for the most part, he, he it comes across pretty well. I am never been. Um, felt one way or the other about Billy D. Williams, but this was a this was an opportunity for him to show that he has, you know, think what you will about Mr. Colt forty five. I've got some chops. And he, he shows some chops uh in this film. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's in this film. Mm. And there is nothing else good about this film nothing i know you like hill harper hill harper and and he's not that young in his career at this time in 2000 um he's been doing a lot of television and and who knows how much stage at that uh, you know work at that time so he's not that young in his career Mm -hmm. but he is all over the place and there's a part of me that wants to say okay well maybe that's the character i was about to say i think he was he was trying to go for something he was trying to go for something and he missed (laughs) um he missed he 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 missed the door he missed the wall he missed the window he missed everything and he it it really just comes across his performance just comes across as very disjointed without any type of direction at one point he's coming across as this very erudite guy at another point he's coming off like kind of like this thug dude and the but at no place can you can you see that 
it's just two sides of the same hole. They just totally come off as totally different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all based on whoever he's talking to or whatever he feels like the scene needs. Um, I can actually feel him sometimes feeling that the energy is not in the scene and trying to put so much, put a little bit more of it in, you know, of his energy into it. So maybe he is trying to overcompensate for what he, his senses may be telling him it's not uh, a whole lot of material to work with but he just he just misses it and and I I like Hill Harper as well mm-hmm. so to see him like that I know that you know it's disappointing uh, because this easily could have been a um, you know a, 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 a shining moment for him you know mm. it, it's not often that he is the lead in a film yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, as much work as he has done, he's he usually is like you know in a uh, part of an ensemble, right? You right. Know? So, um, so that was a little bit disappointing. Um, then there's Marla Gibbs, God bless her, trying to you know stretch. Um, it's a little. It was a little late for the stretching, though. Well, and and she didn't ha- really have much to do. She didn't have much to do, yeah. but she didn't need to be doing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. She really, she really didn't. I just, I kept waiting for George and Wheezy to come into the into the room. I really did. I, I, I just did not feel her at all. Plus, you know, and maybe this is um, there was no chemistry between her and Billy D. Williams. They were supposed to be a married couple, right? There was right. absolutely zero chemistry between them. Um, uh, Felicia Rashad, I, I think. You know, again, the the writer and director Jordan, um, Jordan, what was his name? Jordan Pearl. I want Jordan Walker Perlman. Jordan, Jordan Walker, Walker Perlman. Jordan yeah. Walker Perlman. Yes. I I I think that um, you know, he's obviously or apparently Felicia Rashad's nephew, because <laughs> that's the only reason I can imagine that she is in this film because it is written all over her face she don't know why she's here um, she's just like well I'll just read the lines and I'll read the lines with as much conviction as I can give them and she does you know Felicia Rashad is a very talented actress You know, no one can say that she's not and she she gives like just a of her talent in this and she outshines everyone everyone in here in in her little moments but you can tell she's also like you know uh, is it is it lunchtime you know i'm going to craft services i'll be back you know what i mean it's just i mean there's one of the things you know a lot of people you may not know but there's a reason why you will not often find a prison next to a train station or where the trains are running like literally on the other side of the gates through because that is just a recipe asking for you know guys to you know escape jump on the jump on the train yeah but it was it 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 was symbolism though it was symbolism capital s well it was symbol it was some loud symbolism <laughs> i thought the train was in the commissary yeah because that yeah. joint was loud dude i think those walls were made out of paper mache or symbolism. something yeah okay <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the whole fading the black and then you're coming back to the exact same scene where they're basically re- 
saying the exact same lines, just written in a different, um, a, maybe with different wording. You know, I this. I mean, this was just a, and the, and there was attempts. God bless them. There was attempts to try and be a, you know, do something in the uh, in the direction because in the beginning it starts it starts off with Oba Bambatunde and who you think is going to be like the star of the movie because there you you see him in bed with his wife. No, you see him at a party. You see him at a party and they do this whole tracking shot where he's like he's greeting everybody at the party. Hey, how you doing? And dancing with the little girl and everybody's all of a sudden, you know, they're all of the, the extras are obviously just the best friends of Jordan because they don't know what to do. So they just stop looking at Baba, uh, uh, you know, Oba Baba Tunde act, you know, while they're supposed to be milling about in this party. And he does this whole thing. And then it cuts to him and his wife laying there in bed. And then it cuts to some hands sticking out of bars. And then it cuts to Boba, Oba Baba Tunde driving along and then it fades to black and it comes back on Oba Baba Tunde driving along some more it's very artistic and then it fades to black and it comes up to Oba Baba Tunde <laughs> driving some more but now now he turns the corner because he's turning he, he's going into the gates of the prison for, so that it can fade to black and we can see him get out of the car <laughs> And then fade to black. It's showing the journey. See, it's a journey. <laughs> it's a it's a mess. It's all very symbolic. It's a symbolic of a mess. That's what it is. It's symbolic of a mess in in direction, in editing, and storytelling. This movie is a mess. It there's nothing but a mess. And then Ray Don Chong. I, I just she. I don't know what movie she's in. She is obviously somebody told her. You know, uh, like you said, this is her Oscar. This is it. We actually didn't say it on the mic. We didn't say it on the right, mic. Right. I'm so, sorry. so Radon Chung plays his childhood friend, who you know, as we mentioned in the opening, like I said, they went down the checklist. Yes. Of of <laughs> of the issues that people dealt with in the '90s, and one of them was, of course, you know, child abuse and and sexual molestation. And and we we find out you know very off the cuff Felicia that's who she Felicia plays. a lot of off the cuff details oh yeah oh, of course a lot of off the cuff details that you know by the way she murdered her father and got off for um got off for um manslaughter and you know I guess the sentence was commuted but you know just off the cuff so she 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 is is playing a very serious role and it's funny I've been texting Lynn all week as we've talked about this my my catchphrase all week has been um flashback crackhead Ray Don Chung. Yes. <laughs> because there's a flashback where she talks about how she was in the pits of despair and she had become addicted to crack. Right. So then they show her and it is it is the most stereotypical depiction of a nineties cracker. Like it really is like it's like if somebody made a black dynamite for the nineties, like like that's sort of what you think stuff looked like yeah, in the nineties, yeah. but you weren't there. Yeah. So like someone told Radon Chung about crack, and like she read a story in in, in the Sunday Times, mm -hmm. and then she put on like a dirty sweater and and ruffled her hair up, 
And then she she walked in an abandoned lot. And what I was saying to Lynn, you can see the thought bubble over her head. This is my shot right here. Mm-hmm. I'm about to get an Oscar off That's this. Right. That's right. Take that hill, Barry. I'm gonna get an Oscar. Mm-hmm. But um today the visit. Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow, Schindler's List. <laughs> right. I hear August Wilson is opening <laughs> a new play. But you know, you, you know, I, I I like to think about these things again within the context in which they were made. It, okay, it, let's talk about this in the context. And of what and, it was and made. I do I do think again this is such a relic of those sort of um. That kind of post Spike Lee moment where people were making serious black mood like this was a serious movie. And it's like um, so so like one week, uh, let me think of a good example, like like to to, to, to sleep with not to sleep with anger, uh, to sleep with what's the one with, with Danny Glover to sleep with anger, I think. OK, like one week to sleep with anger came out. And then this came out. And then like Eve's Bayou came out and and then you know, I don't know. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of another serious See, see, whoa, whoa, whoa. I am not gonna let you put this no, movie no, no, in no. the same sentence no. as Eve's Bayou. Obviously, obviously this is nowhere near as good as I mean, obviously, but I'm saying that there was this very conscious decision mm-hmm. that we're going to make these serious movies. And, you know, some succeeded more than other. Like some kind of, some kind of missed the point but of this, what made these movies. What makes serious. this movie even more egregious to speak to your point is that it's it's trying to be this serious film mm-hmm. about you know a guy who's obviously dealing with addiction, mm-hmm. which then leads him to dealing with uh, medical issues. The the whole the whole uh, AIDS. Dun dun dun. You have to do it like that because like every time they say AIDS, it's like that dramatic pause afterwards. Oh no, it's the train. Right. It's just when you hit a, <laughs> you hit a train. Right. Um. So uh, and then he's he's dealing with you know the prison system. Right. You know what I mean. So it's it's it's. Everything is loaded with everything. And yet it doesn't do a good job. It doesn't even do a half ass job of showing any of them. No. Showing, you know, detailing what is your commentary on any of this. We don't know. We just know it looks good in this script. It's a it's a it's something you can it's throw out there, a catch that you could throw out there. Oh, he's got AIDS. Oh, he's in a prison. Oh, she got molested. Why? What? What do we have to say about that? That also, she got molested? Also, I think um, Henry Billy D. I think he 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 hit. Oh yes, he hit yeah. his wife. Right. They said they mentioned it one time, and then that's the end of it. But you have that there. It's also domestic abuse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all of the abuses. It's, it, yes, it's abuse. The movie. It's a cornucopia of abuses. <laughs> it's a cornucopia. It's an abuse trail mix. It's an abuse collage. An abuse collage. A mosaic, if a you mosaic will. A mosaic. Of abuse. Of abuse. <laughs> All of your abuses right here in the visit. It's an abuse smoothie. It's an abuse smoothie. <laughs> an abuse Sunday, even. It's like abuse Cold Stone Creamery. 
in one film. <laughs> Ray Dunn Chung scratching it. Where the sprinkles? <laughs> I'm on the. Cr- <laughs> I actually wrote in my notes at one point because because it's, it's a flashback. Crack on it. it's, it's a flashback, and now she's better. And. <laughs> And, yeah, and she's going to marry right. the prison dude and, with AIDS. And bless his heart, Hill Harper actually says to her, I'm glad you got off that crack. <laughs> it's like, wow, he actually said the sentence, I'm glad you got off that crack. Dude, uh, there there are, uh, there are, there's a scene, there's a couple of scenes that, uh, there's so many scenes that don't make any sense, but there's, a, the parents... Marla Gibbs and Billy D. Williams go to see him in prison, right? And they they have like a weird time, um, and it it and they've got the photographer there. I don't know whether or not this whole photographer in in the room to take a picture with you and your in your in your uh, inmate uh, family member is an actual real thing. You know, I've had family that have been in prison. I don't remember anybody being there to take our pictures, but it, it may be it it actually. I don't remember the the photographer. I do remember the vending machines, though. Oh no! Because well, remember, remember I, I say this because the photographers. Oh no! When I visited my when my oh. people was in prison, okay. I, I, like I'm the, when I was like you know, yeah, I was like a kid, but okay. I remember the vending machines. I but used to get the Tasty Cake Juniors, and, and <laughs> I used to say my mother would say that he was staying at a camp, mm-hmm. and then later I realized it was prison. But I used to get the Tasty Cake Juniors. There you go. That's where you went. Um, I don't know. It, w- I don't know how true that is to the the prison uh, experience then or now, mm-hmm. but for some reason it it rang, if not true, plausible. You okay. Know, so you want to take a sure. picture of you and your your inmate, and it was kind of cool when it snapped to that picture, and you saw Billy looking some type of way while Mom is looking, you know, you know, she's got her son back or whatever. So it was kind of so, so that was a halfway kind of cool moment. So then it cuts to. Billy D. Williams and Marla Gibbs, they're at a at a dinner table. Yes. Eating. And they have a bottle of wine out. And they're uh, uh um and they're at a place that has like all this wallpaper around. But in the corner behind them is a coat rack. Now, I don't know about you, <laughs> but when I see the coat rack in there, that reads to me that they are at a restaurant. Okay. Especially right. once it, especially since they're still in their clothes. Sure, it's not like they sure, took off sure. their jacket or anything like sure, that. Sure, I don't have a coat rack in my kitchen. Right. So, so, okay, so or, yeah. or even in your or even in your d- dining or room. Or even in my dining room. Exactly. But that's me. Okay. All right, go ahead. So, so that struck me that they were at a restaurant near where the prison was right which makes sense that's what you do you've traveled out that long way right, you right. see them you know so now on your way home stop you stop at the sizzler and, and have a little grub yeah sure okay. right with, with with bottle service a big right, bottle right, of wine. Right, whatever because right. it, it's implied that he's got a little bit of duck it's a fancy sizzler there you go you know it's a, it's a sizzler <laughs> um so so that's cool that's how i read that scene because later in that scene marla gibbs goes running off and then you see an extreme close-up up up of her someplace crying right so it makes me think that she went off like in either into the restroom or wherever in this uh, uh restaurant right cut to much later ray don chung comes to see hill harper um and if i don't know if you noticed this when she uh when she is doing her scene with him like they're talking be they because she's not family she has to talk behind like that clear plexiglass right 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 being in a room with him 
Um, but when she is doing with, with the, the phone drawn that, with that the phone you see drawn. in all the movies. Right. But they don't need the phone drawn because they just talk right through the glass. Right. So why the phone? So I don't know if you noticed this, but in her scene, she's reading her lines. She is looking down and reading her lines. Yeah. Right there. Oh, see, see, somebody else noticed that. So, you know, so like, um, but after her scene, which in, in which along with the visit and, and it's numerous fades to black, which you would think would be a fade to black to the, to the flashback, but no, it's just a fade to black to come back to them still sitting there and sitting in the touch of to yeah. the screen. But after that, it cuts to Ray Don Chong, apparently at the same restaurant. Yeah. However, the entire family is now at this restaurant. They are all sitting around this table eating. So, which makes me believe that oh, it's not a restaurant. Right. It must be somebody's house. Now, was I, that a dream sequence? No, it was not a dream sequence. It was not a dream sequence. I wondered that as well, but it is not one because I could tell it was the same, the same house, same wallpaper. Same building, same wallpaper, same coat rack coat behind rack. them. But now the whole family is there, including her son. Who who has the cerebral palsy. Of course. But of course, he has cerebral palsy with a, with a touch of autism. Is everyone, che- is everyone still checking things off? And I believe he only has four fingers. Right, right. I right. could be wrong. And, but, and that's why she murdered her, her father. Because he was going to abuse the boy. Yes, so Kate making fun of his his stub. Right. So when I see that in that room, I'm like, okay, well, that room is it now? Is that the family house, mm-hmm. or is it the restaurant that I thought it wasn't before? And if it is the family house, she went to go see him. Now all of a sudden they're getting together for some Sunday dinner. It sounded like they were every but the whole family was dysfunctional up until that point. They were all totally dysfunctional. None of them were talking to talking with. Well, were they dysfunctional, or did they just not rock with him so tough because he was in prison now? Like I thought, they talked to each other. Well, it seemed they just didn't deal with him. Well, it certainly seemed like Obama Batunde, who we haven't mentioned, actually plays his older brother. Right, and uh, right. Uh, it, he, I seem to remember him implying that there was a little bit of friction between him and the father as well. Right, I thought it was just father son stuff. And maybe so, and maybe so. All I know is, it, I found that very confusing, right? And I just didn't know. Now it happens so much later in the movie that I didn't care, right? Right. And and it's and we talked about this um a couple of weeks ago with the Tyler Perry stuff. I mean, if it, if you're not enjoying the film, you start noticing things. All of that stuff. You, yeah. It's so funny you should say that. I just saw there's a um. I don't know if it's a podcast or or an Instagram where a dude is is keeping track of coffee in television shows and movies. Oh wow! Because apparently, they there's not there's never coffee in the coffee cups, hmm. and if you pay attention, people are are swinging the cups around as if there's no coffee in them. So he said that kind of throws him out of takes him out of it takes him out of it. So. I think you're right. I think I think I read that as I don't know if I noticed the coat rack or not. Like I just assumed it was their house. Okay. But but you know, even with that, I it it is kind of disjoint. I mean, the whole thing is it's disjointed. It's disjointed. You know, Radon Chung. 
You know, I liked her in the color purple. She she was good in color. Purple. I liked her in the color purple. I mean, I'm now finished. <laughs> but I feel, you know, I feel like, like I, <laughs> I feel like they. She really did. Like she really did think. That the, like oh you know I think people should always shoot for the stars and you know and try and 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 push yourself further than maybe you can go right and and I think Ray Don Chung is one of those actresses like you think about, like why is she even an act like when you think like you ever think about why is she even an actress like why why is Ray Don Chung like what I remember she was in like Planet of the Cave Bear like I remember her first deal in the eighties she was naked. And that was a deal. Like she was naked in that caveman movie, and she's Tommy Chung's daughter. Mm-hmm. And then she was like in Soul Man. But it was always like, why are you actually an actress? Like, like what is? Well, she likes acting. She's I, not a like you said. She's not a bad actress when she I'm, yeah, but, under the but right it is direction. Like, you know what is your deal, Ray Don Chung? And um, you know. I really do like I was joking but I really do think she took this role and like she kind of looked at the script and it's based on a play and 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 there there are these serious actors in it and it's dealing with all these serious issues and and I'm gonna be serious in this as well and it is sort of um every scene she's in is 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 even more disjointed than the rest of it um and 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 you know, if Felicia Rashad is uh, Jordan Walker Perlman's uh, aunt, which is what we we think must have happened, then his acting teacher must be Talia Shire. How did he get Talia Shire and Glenn Turman to be in this movie? I mean, not I to see Glenn. Not to go there. I think he might be a Hollywood kid. Really? Like like I think in and you have to forgive me. I don't have it on top of, but I think he's There's I, not much there's I, not I, much on on him. Yeah, I think I think he's related to some folks. Mm. So, you know, I think he might I think mm. that he may have been tapped in a bit. But um Len, I'm telling you, I I, I guess I, f- I feel like it was a lot of movies like this, like these little movies. No, there's not a lot of movies like this, bro. No, no, no. I mean movies <laughs> with these cast. We're with these people in these kind of little movies, and it's like, hey, what a weird little movie! And this was a weird little movie. It was a weird little movie. Um, oh, you're right. He's the nephew of Gene Wilder. I knew he was. I knew he was in that world. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that. Like he was one degree of separation from some folks. That he could call six degrees of separation. Another perfect example of one of these movies that I mean, obviously, six degrees of separation is a million times better than this. But same thing based on a play, real serious stuff. You have an actor, you know, kind of known for one thing, having his little breakthrough role. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it was a whole run of these movies and they were very serious. And I remember. Because I was very serious in the late <laughs> 90s. Like, you know, like like I was going to grad school. I hadn't been to grad school. I was going to grad school and I was dating this woman and I'm going to marry her. Like, I was serious. Like, I was serious. So I did serious things. <laughs> so we're going to go to this serious movie. And sitting, and I told you I was in uh, Baltimore at the time. And our, like, like we had Ritz's here 
in Baltimore they were the um the the Charles. Okay. Yeah. So so the Charles see that was the serious theater with the small the the small art house films and I took my you know I was dating this woman I was going to marry and we serious take her to a serious we hold on a serious date. Then we're going to leave here and, and do you know go have mm. some Thai food. Because we serious people and black and serious, <laughs> so you know you go see serious movies and you know again not to, I don't obviously it's not the same type of quality but you know if I went and saw this one weekend you know a couple of weekends later you know Sankofa came out, <laughs> you know, Daughters of the Dust, very serious movie. We were serious. You sit in your theater and you know you kind of like you don't get popcorn because it make too much noise and you just kind of nod your head knowingly and then afterwards you go talk about it and get coffee, get some coffee. You don't get you don't get popcorn because a white man made it, <laughs> right? And it's loud, so you know serious. And you know, it's a weird it's a weird little curio. It's it's a weird little curio. Uh, it doesn't age well. It didn't age well the week after it came out. I see what they were doing now. Like, I see what they were doing, and they just sort of missed it. But I see, like, I no, see what they Spike were doing. Spike Lee's Chirac, I saw what he was doing, and he just missed it. This, I don't know what he's doing. I feel like this is the other end of the spectrum now. Oh, like I feel like there's like a way. I think Spike Lee is completely removed. Everything we said about Chirac, and he's completely removed, so that it is kind of this this mess. And then you have this director, who isn't like like he doesn't necessarily have a vision for mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. He just knows again he wants to make something serious. Mm. So so you got this play. That again, the the hodgepodge of abuse and issues, and that's serious. Uh, you know, again, like you're saying, he's Gene Wilder's nephew. I, I feel like his parents were directors or Hollywood people. They don't even mention, but parents. um, but you you know, he he's able to 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 parlay that into getting serious. You know, people involved. Um, and here you go. Here's my question the whole time. Is Billy D. Williams old enough to be Oba Babatunde's father? No. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Like, they kept doing the flashbacks where, like, because Oba Babatunde is, like, uh, 50 years older than Hill Harper. Well, I don't know about that. Like, they did the flashbacks, and, like, he was this old, he was, like, 19 years old, and, and Lil Hill Harper was, like, five. But it was like, yeah, I feel like Oba Babatunde is too old for this role. I also feel like, I mean, now that we're talking, I feel like I can only have one black man with a perm in the movie. <laughs> but that's what the, like that's two black men with perms. It was like that threw me off. Like when Billy D. Williams and Oba Baba Tunde would be together, it was like there's too many black men with perms right now that aren't like. You know, in Cab Calloway's band in 1937, like this is it's too many perms. But that's how you know that Hill Harper's character is the bad sheep in the Cause, family because he doesn't <laughs> have a perm. He ain't got a perm. See, now your stuff is coming out. <laughs> I, see, I missed that symbolism. Symbolism. 
Now we here. Now we now we now your stuff coming out. <laughs> All right. The good brothers went and got perms. Mm. The bad one didn't. And then he had like the little scruffy. You see, he had a scruffy on yeah, his cheeks. I saw that. Because he was that. a prisoner. Yeah. In in prison. And then he put his fro in a stocking cap. <laughs> As <Why>? one does <laughs> when they're in prison. <laughs> So, oh God, this movie is so bad. Um, Oba Babatunde was born in 1951. Billy D. Williams was born in 1937. Only 14 years apart. So he could technically he could have. He been could. He you know he makes some decisions. He could have been, but but probably but did not. neither of them come from Marla Gibbs though. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Billy D. Williams will tell you, I know that's right. You know what? Age differentials. Marla Gibbs, Jeffersons. You know, um. Weezy. Weezy was ten years older. Isabel Sanford. Then Isabel Sanford was ten years older than Sherman Helmsley. Ten years older. Ten years. Wow. I know Esther Roll was uh, like almost ten or twelve years older than uh, John Amos in Good Times. I did not know that. Oh, you didn't know that? I did not know that. Yeah, John Amos. Like he was like, y'all want me to be the wife, the husband of who? And y'all going to put what in my hair? Because you know they had to add the yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. was like a good 12 years older than this. Yeah, there you go. And it, it, going back now, this is going, you know, in, in, into the uh, the other persuasion uh, from the original Manchurian candidate, Angela Lansbury played the mother of the, the, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the, the actor's name, that the, the, the guy that is actually the Manchurian candidate. In that movie, um, she plays his mother, and she is actually, I think, just like younger, yeah, than him yeah. at that point. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, well, hold on, hold on. I got to get the right one. I mean, we're completely on a tangent now, but like I, I read an article this weekend about Lawrence uh, Harvey, Lawrence yeah, Harvey. Uh, about Civil War and how um, Robert Downey Jr. and, and Marissa Tomei we're in a movie as love interest in the nineties. And now Robert Downey Jr. gets to be cool as Tony Stark. And Marissa Tomei is Aunt May. Aunt May, which, you know, sexism in Hollywood. What's that got to do with sexism? Well, because Aunt May is generally older. I yeah, mean, I know she doesn't look older, obviously, but, but it is, you kind of see well, how they're playing they, the hot. aunt. Yeah. But it, you're still the hot aunt. Like why I gotta be the hot aunt? Why I can't just be hot. I don't understand. How's that? Set? I don't she's understand. sort of a mate. She's in a matronly role. She's Aunt May. Yeah, she's playing his aunt. Yeah, but why? Why she got to be the aunt? Why Tony Stark can't just? You see what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't. I don't see what you're saying. She's playing a role for an older woman. That's usually typically has typically been an older woman. has yes. been an older woman. Yes, yes. and yes. he's playing Tony Stark. Yes, who's just cool ass Tony Stark. Yes, that's all. I still don't see the sexism part. I mean, I understand them going. I understand them going a different route because one, this is going to be like a third movie iteration to Spider-Man. So they're going to try to make it change up things as much as possible. You've already had like the very, very elderly person that played in the Tobey Maguire movies. Right. right. So then you had Sally Fields, right, you know, right, slightly right. a little bit younger but, but or at least still, certainly youthful. So they're just going to keep getting younger. Well, because they keep their de-aging Spider-Man. Spider-Man is younger now. This Spider-Man is like, is, is a kid. So the, Thus, the aunt is, you know, the the uh, sibling of one of his parents is not that old, probably in her 40s. It makes sense. That's not sexism. 
Mm-hmm. It actually did not make sense for her for for, for her to be that old to be that old in the first place. So you're thinking that you're saying that they've actually made it make sense. It actually makes sense. Yes. All right. Oba Baba Tunde is not old enough, not uh, young enough to be Billy D. Williams' son, but he is. His relationship with uh, Hill Harper did did that ring true at all? No, nothing ring. So no, you don't like any of the relationships. And, and wait a minute, what was the deal? I understand this was a dream sequence because they, they after he has a visit with people, he would go and have right, like right, this and then have dream the, right, right. That and they were actually daydream sequences because they always happen with his eyes wide open. Yes, but he had this dream sequence. With his mother, and now Marley Gibbs, who who I don't know, you know what J.C. suit they had her on for most of the movie, in the dream sequence she has on a nice little like you know African garb and right, the head right, wrap and right, everything right, like right, that. Right, right. But then he has the most uncomfortable dance I have ever seen somebody have with their mother in my entire life. It's 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 a it's a weird dance. It because it's dude, they look like. They, they he looks like he is you know on a date with a cougar yeah because it is very and then he dips her i'm like yo this is this is not cool yeah it's you, Freud you would have a, you, well, a well you know the funny thing is at first i was like well wow maybe he's maybe he's deliberate like maybe he's going for something here like maybe I he's actually so going for the freudian read but then i realized he wasn't like the direction was just all weird mm-hmm. so that you had that because because you, you know you're talking about the dream sequence with marla gibbs what i thought you were going to talk about was that weird spastic dance he did with his brother that i didn't understand i did, i thought i thought they had like like you said spastic i thought they were like having spasms or something right I, Cause I didn't know where the where they were they dancing the hip hop, or where they because at one point they're kind of like wrestling with each other like right. playful yeah you know um, which I kind of bought you know I kind of bought could buy that idea still look a little weird yeah but um, I didn't know what the hell and then then it cut the best of those dream sequences is. With his father, Billy D. Williams, because Billy D. Williams is reading a story to him. Yeah, and that actually is the best one until Hill Harper, who's laying his head on his on his father's shoulder, listening to him, listening to him read. As he's reading along, you see him start to raise his hand up and start to like really like give his father a very uncomfortable looking hug. <laughs> I'm like what the hell is going on? So then the she, the Ray Dong Chang character comes in. So I was like, "All right, well what's this dream sequence going to be? It's obviously going to be them getting it on." And of course it is getting them on in the most unsexual scene yeah, I have ever seen. They yeah. don't even kiss. It's it's weird. It's disturbing. It it's weird and and Felicia Rashad's her dream sequence. She just says we're just gonna play chess. We're just gonna play chess. But it's nice. Like the, it's the nice. Felicia Rashad one. I mean, obviously Felicia Rashad is good at playing a, a chess ma- a, and a matronly figure. Like you know, she could have been sitting there playing chess with Theo. True. So you know, but again, how it didn't need to be a dream sequence. It didn't need to be there. Well, you know, that was him. 
in in the interiority of his mind. It was all symbolism, Lynn. <laughs> Where was he? He was in, in, the inter- in interiority <laughs> of his mind. See, your problem. <laughs> oh, my problem. Your problem is that you weren't serious enough mm. in 2000 with serious things. It was serious. So that was showing his mind's eye. <laughs> his third eye. His third this eye. This movie was made with his third That's eye. That's right. To show you exactly what's, what's actual reality. This was 6%. This wasn't five. I'm not a 5%. I'm a 6%. That's right. Y'all, y'all, y'all can't see me. So. Don't go see this movie, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, here he goes. I, I'm telling you right now. Would you would, would you recommend this movie to this anyone? Is, this is what I would say about see, the we visit. Go with the, this is what I would say. Go ahead. I think it is a weird enough movie that if it came on, there are moments in this movie where I would stop and look and say, what, what is happening? Like just on that, like just on the level of weirdness. I would watch, and and I do think that 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 sort of off kilter performance that Hill Harper makes is kind of weird, and you know, without without filter, without irony, I like Billy D. Williams in this. I like Billy. D. Like Williams I like Bill, and I think it's funny you said you did. You ever see Brian's song? Yes. Yeah. So you know Billy D. Williams got something in him. I thought he was good in that. I mean, I I like Brian's. Uh, Brian's song was a melodrama. So, oh, Brian's song so good. See, Billy D. Williams always struck me as a very good soap opera actor. Oh, that's interesting. That's so, and in and, and Brian's song. Oh, that's interesting. As a so, okay, I'll buy that. I like that. Like, like really, until I saw this, because I really actually did like him in this. Outside of you know Star Wars, right, right, right. right. Um, Where he plays and and he plays, Lady Sings, he plays Lando Calrissian in yes, Star does. Wars. Yes, he does. Um, and and Lady Sings the Blues, mm-hmm. which I thought he wasn't bad in Lady Sings the Blues. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of that, the best thing I ever saw him do was two minutes in the original um, movie, the original uh, film of the Out of Towners. Oh. I I don't even know what you're talking about. You never saw that movie. I've ne- I never saw it. Jack Lemmon, it's a great movie. Okay, all right. I mean, you it. know, I think Billy Williams. I think he. I I, I like that soap opera read. I think there is this kind of theatricalness yeah. to him yeah. that is kind. Of, and I think you know there was that moment in the '70s where Billy D. Williams played Billy D. Williams. He was he like he was just, like I'm just on. right. I'm Billy D. Williams. And I ain't mad at him for that. Hey, man. We all love Billy D. Williams. I liked him in this. I like him in those seventies. Actually, I, I like him in Mahogany. Like, like I think he plays Billy D. Williams. Mahogany. That's what I'm thinking of. But I like that's him. That's the movie I'm thinking. I of. like I him in Mahogany. Yeah, I like. I like him a lot. I meant mahogany. mahogany. Yes. And um, but you know, I always get them confused. Billy D. Williams. I I like to see older actors in new roles. Like I like this this sort of uh you, you know. I wanted I wanted to I remember liking Marla Gibbs more than I did when I watched it this time. Mm. And I think I was just so happy to see She's Marla working. Gibbs doing some stuff. It's like <laughs> you you ever see um and of course we're gonna do like down in the Delta. Yeah. So so it's like um how did I just forget Florida Evans' name? 
Oh, that's uh, 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 Florida Evans is uh, wow. Because it's not Isabel Sanford. Because that's Wheezy. Because that's Wheezy. Is oh, to the Google. To the Google. <laughs> This is shameful. We should know this off the top of our head. You, well, I, you know, I'll tell John you why Amos, I don't. I'll tell you, know, you why Jimmy I don't. Jimmy Walker, you know Bernadette Stannis, Isabel, you know Janet Dubois, Janet Dubois. That's her. Um, no, I, I looked up Isabel Sanford. Um, <laughs> you know Ralph uh, Florida, Ralph Carter. I know the name of every cast member. Esterol. Esterol. I knew the name off the top of my head. Every cast member of Good Times except Esterol. So, you know, yeah, Esterol had her little serious role. <laughs> See what I did there? And um, down in the Delta. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Marley Gibbs is going to have her little serious, you know, you know. But yeah, it doesn't age well. and It's a curio. I, I, I think I don't. It's not a curio. It's a curio. It's, it's not it's, a curio. It's very a much. Cur- okay. I'm going to explain to you and, and to people who do do not know exactly what a curio is. It is a rare, unusual, or intriguing object. Unusual now, like, and intriguing. Well, like you just said, uh, this was a movie that is of its time. They were yes. making films like that Yeah. At, at this time, right? And the spirit of it, yeah. Yes, which means that this is not rare. Unusual. This is unusual in that it is bad. So I'll I'll give you unusual. I'll give you that. Is it bad or is it weird? No, it's bad. Okay. It's ba- it's weird, but it's bad. But what it's not is intriguing. There is nothing about this movie that is intriguing, man. There's nothing that is holding holding your interest throughout this movie. I was fighting to stay awake in this movie this is there's nothing intriguing about this movie and and if my 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 significant other tawana was here she will tell you that she was having trouble as well as staying awake and she loves these type of movies so all the rape the aids the no but there was no rape there's no action in this movie because it's a play it's all talk the domestic abuse the high drama in the family was so much that they talked so much that they talked about, but so little of it made it to the screen. Well, there it's, you go. It's not a curio. <laughs> it's a brick. If you see it, wait for Billy D. Williams to come on the screen. If you see it, turn it off. Go watch The Last Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to give y'all a heads up, ladies and gentlemen. We're giving you a heads up uh, this time. Next week on the Michelle Mission, we will be watching Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar. Brown Brown Sugar. With very special guest, Charmel Scipio, um, the host of the Reluctantly Adult podcast which very is a nice. very cool podcast about people about learning how about an adult an adult learning how to be an adult learning how to adult pretty much all right getting her adult on uh vis-a-vis uh these one-on-one conversations that she have with with people that are making their way through adulthood um, very nice. even as uh, uh learning how to travel as an adult learning how to lose weight as an adult learning how to stop 
uh, food shop as an adult. It's a very cool uh, Oh, that podcast. does sound cool. A reluctantly adult podcast. Charmel Scipio, she will be here to help us review Brown Sugar on the next stop on the Michelle mission. All right. All right. And keep those emails and tweets and likes coming. We really appreciate all of them and we will share them with you. For Vincenzo, this is Lenzenzo. In parting, we say so. We'll see you when it's time to meet again. I like walla la 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 la. I'm not doing You're not doing walla la but dup 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 It's time to bid adieu, it's been a pleasure knowing you, I'll see you when it's time to meet again.